And welcome back to Breakfast to Business with your morning girl, Bailem, also the managing director of Team Asia. Guys, it's October 5, 2020. We have officially started the first Monday of the last quarter of the year. I can't believe it. Like I still remember, you know, what was going on in January and February of this year. And then... You know, this pandemic happened and then suddenly we're thrown into the last quarter of the year and we just don't know how that actually happened. And this year, I have to say, is one for the books. It's epic. It's huge. So many things have happened, right? Um, and, you know, we do have to say that, um, let's call it as it is, right? That 2020 has been a year of you know, crises and a series of unfortunate events. I, as a lit major, you guys already know this, I'm a lit major. As a lit major, it actually um, brought me to my readings of Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. I know it has also been turned into a movie. And I kept on thinking, man, you know, month after month after month after month, <laughs> we come into contact with something that is earth-shattering and... You know, when you think the world could not get any crazier or that we do not get launched into something that's even more challenging, here comes another quote-unquote unfortunate event. Like, you know, um, here in the Philippines, we started 2020 with, you know, Taal Volcano um, erupting. You know, I still remember our BCP plans were all about, hey guys, please make sure you take care of yourselves, wear your N95 masks because... We were still getting ashfall in Metro Manila and then it quickly evolved to please wear your masks because of COVID-19. And, you know, a lot of things were also happening around the world, not just this global pandemic. There have been huge wildfires all over. We had a couple in Australia. We had a couple in the U.S. as well. There were a lot of political issues across the globe. We, we all know that. There were also a lot of social issues that were really brought the light you know um, a lot of things that are still being talked about today and it's very very important we talked about you know black lives matter diversity and inclusion women empowerment or gender equality um, human rights children's rights and and all of that jazz and most importantly and i think that this is what the pandemic really taught us is the need for universal health care and and being able to take care of one's mental health and we all we all know that because, you know, of COVID-19. But, you know, we, we also lost a lot of amazing people along the way, um, not only to the pandemic, but, you know, we've also lost icons like Kobe Bryant and RBG. Um, and a lot of people have also been struggling a lot, you know, we've with, with all of the economic, you know, downturns and the lockdowns and you know, the changes in industries and the business landscape, we've all had to pivot. We've all had to technically go back to the drawing board and start creating the new plans that we have. I mean, just a few episodes down, we had an amazing um, episode on work, planning the work and working the plan because that's actually where we are, which is really pivoting and changing our course, right? And so, so many things have happened. Um, but I distinctly remember, and this has been a tradition of everybody, I think, you know, it's a tradition of everybody. 
there is this excitement at the start of the year, right? Like, you know, December 30, December 31, you already have you already have your New Year's outfit picked out. You know, it's either you're wearing gold or silver and sequins and you got polka dots, you know, and and you already have a list, you know, you have a bucket list for that entire year and you're like, I can't wait for this year. And, you know, um, if I could only go back to all of the captions I read in December 31 last year. You know, a lot of people were like, 2020, bring it on. Like, you know, 2020, I'm ready for you. Or 2020, we're just gonna rock and roll. Like, you know, a lot of people were like welcoming 2020 with a bang, not just because it was a new year, but it was a turn um, uh, a turn in the century, right? Turn of the century, sorry. And, and everybody was just like, hey, I'm so excited for what is going to come with 2020 and with all of the magic that, you know, we can make. But if you think about it, a lot of the captions right now is 2020, stop it. <laughs> like 2020, what the... Mm. <laughs> like, you know, 2020, what is going on? Like, please fast forward to 2021. Why? It's because, you know, suddenly January to February to March down the line and it's now October. Are we really excited and happy about what's happening around in 2020? I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we have all been blessed. We have all been blessed. Um, a lot of people have seen so much opportunities and amazing things amidst the challenges. But we also have to admit that 2020 has been really, truly challenging. It has been very tragic for some of us. And at this point, we do need to honor the grief and the hard work, especially of our frontliners, in really making 2020 livable for all of us, right? And so um, we thought that for today's episode, we wanted to enter Q4 or the last quarter of 2020 with renewed hope and purpose. Not necessarily to cut 2020 short. I don't want to fast forward to 2021. But we do want to be able to have, you know, some hope. Like, you know, there are still three, you know, months in um, the year. And we want to be able to finish 2020 with a bang. And we really feel that here at B2B Breakfast to Business, we can do that just that in this particular episode. So again, today, we're not fast forwarding to 2021. I would still love to say 2020. Excite me in a good way, please. And so today we're going to do just that. We're going to make the most out of the last three months of 2020. And you may be wondering how, and we've got the answer for you right here. Just like Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events, we always believe that while things may be unfortunate, there's always something in the cards Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. There you go in terms of our topic today about what are the things that we can do to change the situation around? How do we improve our lives and our relationships with our loved ones? How can we help our communities? How can businesses continue to not only survive, but to actually thrive in the last quarter of the year? And so today, I'm very, 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 very excited for this episode because we have invited a Claire Cognizant. I'm going to repeat that. We have invited a Claire Cognizant ooh, to help us not to predict the future, but to give us guidance 
not only on our personal lives, but also businesses, how we can continue to improve and thrive during this pandemic or for the rest of 2020. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, right here this morning, we are talking tarot card reading and unmasking the cards. You know, you may wonder why tarot card reading. I mean, this is such a different topic from all of the other topics we put out there, but we felt it was super relevant because not only is it gaining popularity again, but it's been there for years. And it's something that has actually really excited a lot of people, but we don't get to talk about it a lot. Don't you agree? So we, we really wanted to talk about it because it may be surprising to see that what once was, you know, something that was like, you know, imagine this, close your eyes, imagine this. It's like happening in a closed, dimly lit room, you know, with, with someone with free-flowing skirts saying, I can predict your future. Come to me, my child. It's no longer like that. It is now openly practiced actually in malls and other public places, um, online or virtual um, because of the pandemic as well. The fact is that tarot card reading has greatly helped people improve their lives and mindsets, making more seekers gravitate towards this practice or towards this energy. So guys, we just wanted to remind you that tarot card reading is not about predicting one's future, but being more aware of the consequences, like having more insights about what we can do, what we shouldn't be doing. You know, something that we need to take into consideration as we choose the path that we would like to take. It's the key to the door leading to many of your questions, but again, it's not meant to give you an answer. It's meant to prod you along the path that you should be taking. Thus, a tarot reader helps you open the right door which would lead you towards your goal. Ladies and gentlemen, I do have the tarot reader who will be guiding that light so that we can enter the right door for the next three months of 2020. And today I have with me, and I'm very honored to be introducing you guys to her as well, we have Marius Siegfried I Guico. Marius is a 25-year-old intuitive tarot reader providing guidance and clarity to clients all over the world. You know, she started reading and having interest in tarot reading back in 2015 um, where she started to read and study on her own actually. Um, she was very much interested with this one because of her family and she decided, you know what, this is something that I really want to do and I want to pursue. When the pandemic happened, actually, Marius decided to open her own tarot reading account on Instagram to spread light and to cater to many seekers around the world. And I'm super happy for her, super proud of her. She has over a thousand followers already on Instagram after opening just in July. She's spreading high vibrational energies one client at a time and she is urging actually her clients to start living today and manifest their futures through therapeutic tarot reading. Again, it's not about predicting your future but it's helping you along your own path. Today guys, I have the honor of having with us today Maris Guico. Hi Maris, welcome to B2B Breakfast to Business! Hello! Hi, Bea! I'm really happy to be here and also hello to everyone that is listening. I'm really um, proud and amazed to be here with you all, guys. So, <laughs> ayan, hi! 
Hello, hello. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm super excited, Mar Marius, because this is the first time, actually, that I'm going to be doing tarot reading. <laughs> I mean, I know we're going to be, I mean, I know we're talking about it, and it's really something mm -hmm. that has excited me, but I've never had a chance to do it, right? So we are mm -hmm. super mega blessed to have crossed paths with you, and I'm so uh, excited and happy that you've decided to join us here for our morning conversation. So how about... We just rock and roll and make everybody's Monday morning a fantastic one, shall we? Yes, sure. I would like that very much. Yes. Awesome. Let, let's start. <laughs> let's start. Ladies and gentlemen, I have once again with me uh, a beautiful energy and a beautiful soul, Marius. Marius, how are you today? Like, how, how have you been during the pandemic? I just want to check in before we have a conversation. Go ahead. This pandemic is a little bit, um, well, for all of us, it's a little bit, for me at least bittersweet in a sense that i was pushed into um something that i never kind of uh thought that i would be in here you know because it's turned out like my hobby has its um own path and i feel like it's here and i was pushed into this and i was i never would have um, imagined that i would and i'm thankful that i am here so for me, the pandemic in general is more of like thinking that all of us are setting it in the right direction of where we need to be. And I feel like if we only listen to what the world is telling us, then we all be we would all be in the right direction of where we need to be. So again, I feel like that's something that we all need to learn and I have learned in this pandemic that we have right here. So there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know how a lot of people have called 2020 the year of the great reset? I think that it's it's not about just resetting priorities or strategies, but I think it's yeah. also about being able to really discover what matters to you. And like what you said, yeah. 2020 has actually paved the path for a lot of people of a lot of different people right do you agree yes i agree i agree like absolutely all of us are pushed into something that we are really passionate about that we tend to neglect about because we're living in a past fast-paced life and the world is like okay we need to slow down and actually listen to what actually our paths are gonna be and what our passions lie and listen to that so it's just a very great um way to kind of like Tune out the um, the fast-paced life for a while and listen to our inner guidance for some time. So, I love the word <laughs> that you use, Marius, which is listen. I mean, you know how it's so basic when you, you ask someone to listen. Um, it's so easy to listen to someone else, right? Yes, but it's true. kind that's of, it, if you think about it, it's super hard to listen to yourself because that, that's a lot of... That's a lot of battling with inner inner thoughts, your ego, your higher self. I mean, and a lot of times, and I know this based from experience that I've I've tuned it out because I was scared or I wasn't ready to listen to myself, you know? Yes. And so I, I loved what you said that, you know, this pandemic has not only pushed us to our comfort zone, like past our comfort zone, actually, mm, right? But, but yeah, past the comfort zone. But <laughs> but it has actually allowed us to listen to ourselves and be okay with it. Like it has pushed us to listen to what our um, selves are telling us and to actually mm. really tune out the noise. I think that that's what I would love to, to yes. latch on to. Yes. We are listening yes, exactly. to what matters, but tuning out the noise. And so... Yeah. 
on that note, Marius, I mean, I'm just going to go straight into tarot card reading because I'm yes. so excited about it. Um, and I want to listen. I want to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like, you know, with, with our chats earlier, um, you know, I really want our folks, our listeners to understand what, you know, tarot cards are all about. Like, you know, I'm sure everybody mm-hmm. has their own definition and stuff. But, you know, yes. from you, what exactly are tar- tarot cards? Um, how do we listen to that, to that mm-hmm. phenomenon? Go ahead. Yeah, I would like to start first, like, what, of course, like, as you say, Bea, what exactly are tarot cards? Like, what is, what is, what is it in general? And as you can see right here, it looks like it's just a major, like, cards right here. It's like, okay, it has some images and all of those things, but what does it really relay? Okay, so, ayan, for me, first of all, what is tarot cards? This is a 78 deck of cards with a lot of imagery, symbolism, and of course, a story. Okay, and if you learn it, some of us folks there um, who is interested to learn, you will see that all of these um, cards right here has their different story. And it, it relates to the story that we have in our everyday lives, okay? Not just the experiences that we have, but the spiritual beliefs that we have as well. So I use tarot in general to kind of see the exact lessons that each of us needs to learn and tap into our inner wisdom and have the answers that live within us, okay? And that is something that we tend to neglect and we tend to kind of, like I said with Bea a while ago, shrug under the rug because it's like, why would we need to listen to that? And I feel like sometimes um, we became boastful in a way that I know what I need to do, but sometimes the tarot cards are asking you, like, do you really know what you need to do? So... That is that, um, for me, tarot cards is more of a tool, you know, like painting a picture on a canvas on how we can tap our potential, manifest our goals, inspire others, of course, um, create, and of course, plan your business, your endeavors, and to journal, and, the med- and of course, meditate at this time. So, yeah, for me, that's what tarot cards are, so... Awesome. <laughs> no, that's super cool. I loved actually what you said. It was also about meditating, right? I mean, we all have various ways of meditating. So how how exactly is tarot reading done, Marius? How how do you do it? Yes, it depends on every like tarot reader out there on where they are most like comfortable because yeah. there's of course a lot of us um that reads tarot cards in general. But as for me, like I would always have to have time with my cards first like if i will have a client i would need to kind of meditate and get the energies that i need to especially i would love to have a glimpse of their energy and kind of channel it on myself and through the cards okay so whenever i do that before i shuffle i do that and then i would lay all of the cards on the table and if i need to i'll get some other cards to use as clarifiers just for me to get a full visual of what this person needs to hear and like I said, after all, I believe that the tarot is telling us a story of our life um, in a way. And I want them to know that using the cards and for them to tap to their inner wisdom. And like I said with Bea, to create their own future. So yeah, that's, what, that's the way that I do it, at least for me. But yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. That's so cool. Everything that you said just kept on going back to one word actually for me, Marius, which is storyteller. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, tarot readers are storytellers. You get the yeah. energy 
from the cards and you weave a story that is based on the based on the question that is posed based on the person who is seeking the truth right and and mm-hmm. that's that for me resonates a lot because i actually <laughs> love when people ask me what my profession is i usually say storyteller so i love that like you know we are both storytellers here maybe yes. in different forms but you know yes. i love this and this is something that i really really dig and i want to get more into earlier maris i I actually introduced you as a claircognizant. I super love that term, claircognizant. <laughs> um, uh, but also a lot of people usually tend to say clairvoyant when it comes to tarot reading. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I guess my first question on that one is, what's the difference between a claircognizant and a clairvoyant? Well, a clairvoyant is uh, much more broad in terms of what claircognizance is. Uh, for me, uh, well, we should start with the word itself. Is the first one is Claire. Like, what is a Claire? Because it's like called like, who are you? We're one of the Claires, <laughs> which is amazing. Because it's like, yeah, we're one of the Claires. But Claires is uh, a French term to actually to clear, or to oh. have a clear. Yes. Um, so all of the Claires has different aspects, and like I said, and a lot of Claires um, in the kind of aspect of tarot. But at the same time, for me, like clairvoyance, it's more of like clearly like seeing visions in front of you, like uh, visions of the past, present, and the future, whether that's channeling it to, sometimes you're going to have visions, like even if you're just watching a TV or just meditating and just contemplating and all of those things, or using the tarot is also a very great tool in seeing that. And maybe... Um, with a lot of like highly intuitive individuals, they use a crystal ball and actually like seeing something in there and like actually seeing visions. And that's a clairvoyance is. Um, meanwhile, in claircognizance, like the energies are just giving you premonitions and forewarnings, okay? And you feel that. Um, and it really cl- uh, clearly cl- uh, relates to clairsentience as well, um, which is the same as claircognizance. But you have this like really energy, like gut feel, okay, whatever that is. You feel it and you feel the emotions of the other person. Um, you feel what they're going through. And through that, you kind of see on the cards what you need to say to them, okay? And you can relate to them because you feel it. And that's the difference between clairvoyance, clairsentience, and claircognizance is that with clairvoyance, you see things. And with claircognizance and clairsentience, you feel all of those emotions that they have. So for me, I, I relate more to clairsentience in a way because I always like feel um, the feelings of my um, querents or clients. Um, sometimes when they're really happy, they're really sad and then they're despair. Um, but clairvoyance in a full spectrum is really amazing too because it's like you're having flashes of images in front of you, which is like, wow. <laughs> and yeah. No. But, yeah absolutely absolutely i you know the reason why i needed to ask you this because again like what i mentioned to you um i i'm a lit major and Mm. one of the things that really really fascinated me in studying literature was actually magic realism and i got you know i i studied so many books from the you know latin america and um a lot of it actually had to do with clairvoyance right and so um i was super interested in this one so just hearing you share this information i'm sure a lot of people have already 
you know, um, uh, learned a lot actually on what it is that there are differences. And yeah. I was just thinking also, the name Claire actually for a baby girl is a beautiful name actually with just what you shared. Like Claire yes. is such a beautiful name um, because of yeah. that. Ah, ideas. Yes, ideas. Like, very good one there. Awesome. And it means to clear, to have a clear. To clear. So, exactly. Yeah. To have a clear path. I love it. You 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 gave me a I know, you gave me an idea. <laughs> so so on that note, um, Marius, where does the Claire sentient like what you said, Claire sentient or the Claire cognizant come in when it comes to tarot reading? Yeah, well, it really helps a lot because um that's kind of you channeling the energies to actually give you a clear, of course, a clear perspective on what you really need to say and what you really need to focus on. Because I feel like we have a lot of different energies surrounding us, okay? Not just um, the energies of the other person, but even uh, our digitals, um, our cell phones, our laptops has energies in them. And then all of those things you need to channel and like sifting through a net, um, kind of like putting it on a stream and then kind of thinking there, what's going to, what's, what do I catch uh, for today? And you need to catch the energy of this person and whatever tool like you would need, like if you are a clairvoyant, you would catch those images and see those imagery in front of you. And therefore you use that as a tool to actually explain to the client that, okay, so this is what I'm seeing. Another thing about that is you can recognize when you're a clairvoyant is all of the things you always begin with, I see, I see this and I see that. Um, meanwhile, me, as a clairsentient and a claircognizance, I tend to kind of um, feel all of those feelings, okay? Whenever I lay the cards, and sometimes I see this, is even if the card is a happy card, um, I would know if it's really a happy card or there's a sense of sadness or despair on it. And I would channel that in a way, and I will tell that to the client that, okay, so this is what you need to focus on. And I feel like you're feeling this. And I know it's a very hard time, if it, or if it's a happy time, I'll congratulate them. But that is me channeling that energies to actually like tell them, okay, so this is what you need to focus on, and this is what I'm feeling, okay? So clairvoyance is I see. We always like start with I see, but with me as a being like a clairsentience and a claircognizance, I always start with I feel. So I feel like something is like this, and I feel like something is like that. So. That, that's it <laughs> I love it I love it you know actually you already you already said something that I wanted to latch on which is the feeling energy or, or feeling the energy already like it could be a happy card but mm -hmm. if there is like a gut feel like you know you're, there's like this sense of mm -hmm. sadness or sense of another kind of feeling and, and mm -hmm. you need to like latch on to that a little bit my my next question actually is how can tarot reading exactly what you said like being able to know what energy what what vision or what feeling is attached to it how can it help people become how how does it help people actually get through dark times or get through troubling times right or mm -hmm. or a tough decision or even a happy decision and and they just want to know what the outcome or what they should be doing like how does it get them through that, actually? Ayan. I feel like, Bea, all of us, like, at some point in our lives, uh, when, when, whenever we're faced with a decision that is really hard for us, I feel like deep inside our soul, we already know how we're going to perceive it or how we're going to do it, okay? It's just that we need a little bit of grounding in terms of, like, 
really reflecting in terms of sure. like, is it something that um, I really have to do? Or is there something external influence that just influencing us? But that's not mm. really our decision. Okay. And sometimes that's um, the kind of what I'm seeing as a theme in regards to the clients that I'm having when they're faced with this decision or they're going through all of these um, dark times and they were yeah. contemplating how can I survive this or how can I move forward or past this? Um, is that we already know those answers, okay? And sometimes it's already like screaming inside of us. And I feel like what we really need is like sometimes a heartening and soulful just confirmation of what we already know. And that's something that the clients is like, yeah, then they were going to realize, yeah, that's exactly what I need to do. And sometimes that is really helpful just as a grounding and of course like some, some sort of a therapy and uh, that is also something that they're completely unaware of until they see the messages relayed on them and reflected on the cards. And it's like looking at um, a vision of you, of what you can yeah. do to empower and like take action uh, based on the new knowing that you have and the awareness that you have. So, yeah, for me, having that um, as a tool uh, for them to go through dark times is really um, great and amazing. So... And inspiring, and and yes. I, I love the term that you use. It's actually grounding. It's comforting mm -hmm. to know that you already know this. And I go back to actually what you and I were talking about earlier. It's listening in. Like you already know mm -hmm. it. Like what you said. Like deep down, you know the answer, but you kind of need another push. You need mm -hmm. another nudge, right, or a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like your best friend. You already know it, and then your best friend just says, "No, no, no, don't go there." <laughs> like you know, come back and and stuff. I love it. I love it. You know. Everything that you've been sharing with me so far, Marius, have, has really been about uplifting, about empowerment, mm -hmm. about being able to see, to see your present and also your mm -hmm. future paths with a renewed sense of purpose and at the same mm -hmm. time, a little nudge, quote-unquote, yeah. right? Towards <laughs> the direction that you really should be taking because you already know the answer, right? Or you already mm -hmm. know the path you should be taking. But we also have to call it out, right? There are a lot yeah. of people who you know, see tarot reading as something that is, you know, controversial, something that's like not, shouldn't be mainstream. Like, you know, mm -hmm. they, they have so many doubts about it. I, I want to be able to talk about that, right? Like, why yes. do people tend to look at tarot reading as something that is, you know, in, in so many words, bad or, or, or something that is not likable? Right? What what are the misconceptions around tarot reading? Yeah. Um that yeah, I've like written down like that is the first one that I have there as the <laughs> biggest like misconception about tarot reading. And I always like have a problem with this and it kind of like um irks me a little bit in a way when like <laughs> um clients say that um can you can you see my future? And I'm like, that's not how it is sweetie <laughs> i'm like that we're not here to see your future and the, at the end of the day um i'm not gonna be the one doing your future um or seeing your future whatever that is so one of that is like they're, they're saying like tarot is the work of the devil and therefore having it is dangerous and that's not right and i feel like that's the biggest misconception as a result of um Hearing that in movies and all of these stories, uh, as you know, like sometimes uh, the mystics 
are like what we're doing right here is to sensationalize um to the point that it's not realistic anymore and a lot of religious beliefs as well and yeah uh, we believe that the tarot can do insane things and have insane powers. Um, but really, as we have uh, stated, uh, if you really like look at it and look at it uh, really, really well, you can see that it actually is a tool that you can use to empower yourself and have an insight on what you can do so that you can see and create your own future. Um, this is to tap to your inner wisdom and understanding the present to make the right changes, you know, and to create, like I said, the future that we would want. And I feel like um, if you strive, okay, um, this is a beautiful tool in empowering ourselves and connecting to the universal energies, okay? So I don't um, don't believe that <laughs> kind of the tarot is the work <laughs> of the devil. Oh my goodness. And it's dangerous. Um, more so, it's more of like what we have been, like I said, hearing in the media and all of those stuff like that. But this is used to empower ourselves. So that is that right there, <laughs> the first one and the big one uh, right there. Uh, so I'm going to go to my next point, um, which is you must be psychic to do the tarot reading. And we're all psychic. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that, okay? All of us have the opportunity to be psychics, okay? And some of us, like I said, um, we have this highly intuitive individuals that are actually gifted, but all of us can kind of work through it and be intuitive ourselves, okay? We have this intuition. And sometimes we tend to neglect it, like you said, with a lot of the external forces that we have that involves life, stress, and all of those things. So... We don't have time to listen to our inner guidance anymore. So all of us can do the tarot, okay? And I feel like if you want to enhance your intuition and listen to your inner guidance, I feel like tarot is a really like good opening tool yeah. as long as you're open and dedicated to actually listen to what the cards are telling you or what the energies are trying to tell you. So if you have a keen mind and an eager spirit, all of us can learn the tarot, okay? And all of us are psychic. So that is my second one right there. And I feel like the third one, okay, and also um, a very big one, okay, like for me, and I think we discussed this earlier, is that the purpose of the tarot is to predict the future. And that's just not it, okay? Sure. And I feel like that kind of belief um, makes me sad in a way. Um, that some people assume that we have no free will at all with our life and that our future is set in stone, okay? And like I said, I always take it into consideration that when I'm reading with clients is that you have to know that the energies revolve around us. It changes every minute and every second of every day, okay? So you have the free will and I'm giving to you it right now by using yes. this as a tool so you can unlock your potential, and make you conscious of the things that you're doing. And in conclusion, you know, we are creating our own future, not the cards and not me in general. So that for me is like the three biggest like misconceptions in tarot reading right there. So <laughs> you're right on the money there, Marius. I mean, those were, th that's exactly what people say, right? It's a witch hunt, you know, it's like, yes. what do you mean? Yes. The work of the devil. Um, that you can predict the future, that you have to be psychic, that um, we don't have free will because the future is already in our hands. And 
And the thing is, I also can't blame some folks for thinking that way because we have been quoted and quote brainwashed a little bit, right? With mm. movies and and like what you said, stories and you know something that's passed down. But mm. I love what you said earlier about being able to actually look at things from a broader, bigger perspective, right? To see this mm. as something that is a, in a way, like a self-help tool or yes. an empowering agent that is able to allow you insight, uh, more mm. information about things that, that could help you along the way. And you take mm. it, you it's actually also on you, right? You take it... Yeah. As it is, you it's either you see it for what it is and for what mm-hmm. energy you provide as a tarot reader, right? Mm-hmm. Or you look into it more and you let it control your lives. That's yes. also not a good not thing, good. Yeah. So yeah. it's also really about the relationship you also have with that kind of energy and how mm-hmm. you want to let it help you, right? Yeah. So Marys, thank you so much for sharing that because what I'm going to do is something that's very, very different in the second half of our B2B episode. And I think this is like a surprise, everybody. (laughs) 